Welcome, welcome, a thrice welcome. This, of course, is the Lake Hooplands podcast. I am Scott. Uh, hey, Scott, I'm Brendan, and who's over there to the left? Coach, that's, coach that's, Duff. Coach that Duff is, is state title winning head coach of the Lake Highlands boys basketball team, Coach Joe Duffield. We also have an incredible special guest. I am wearing my UT gear today for two reasons. Number one, of course, they made the football playoff uh, this morning. And uh, the great Kendall Yancey, who is an assistant coach for Lake Highlands boys team, will be on with us momentarily. But first, uh, I want to let you know that sponsorships are available. You can sponsor an episode. You can sponsor the rest of the season, whatever you want. Uh, just shoot me an email, shwoodard at gmail.com. Brendan, you got a sponsor? Uh, I don't have a sponsor, but I might sponsor if we continue to have good NFL luck with the 49ers <laughs> this afternoon. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick girls basketball note. Um, playing great. Uh, number one, I want to shout them out for a great win Friday night against the number 12 team in the state, Prosper. Uh, the Lake Highlands girls beat Prosper 64-60. to 60. So excellent win for Coach MJ's squad. Miss Kate Duffield's on that team. She is. She is. She had a good game. The whole team played really well. I got to watch the film when I got home last night with her and uh, really proud of the girls. Uh, this Tuesday, we have a doubleheader with them. So uh, at home, Tuesday night, boys are playing Irving MacArthur and the girls are playing Rockwall Heath. So great opportunity uh, to really, we're getting close to district starting up for the boys and girls. Good chance to see both teams Tuesday night at home. Super. And then another note, which I, I missed last podcast, but I did want to bring it up on this one. Uh, Lake Highlands girls junior guard Aaliyah Taylor, who we talked about a little bit last year, certainly talked about it on our Coach MJ podcast. She just passed 1,000 career points uh, in the victory against Newman Smith, home of the great Glendon Alexander and <laughs> Scott McMillan. Anybody else? Newman Smith? Scott McMillan drives <laughs> the biggest suburban in this neighborhood, <laughs> and he's also... This is not about Scott McMillan. This okay, is about Aaliyah sorry. Taylor, and uh, a fantastic accomplishment to get to 1,000 points as a junior. Yes, she she's awesome. She you know was on varsity as a freshman, uh, really good shooter, lefty, uh, very crafty, good vision. She has a good pace. Um, she's really fun to watch, and our girls' team... Just, just huge congratulations to them. That's a big win. They needed it, uh, and I think that's going to give them a lot of momentum. I think this this girls team has a chance to do some really special things in district in the playoffs this year. So check them out Tuesday night, getting getting a uh, doubleheader, girls and boys both at home. Wonderful. All right, let's get to the boys. Um, so as we discussed off air, there have been eleven basketball games since we last had a podcast, which was about. 14 days ago. That is a lot of basketball. It is. It is. We we have played a lot of really good teams, um, had some great performances by our guys and, and by the team, and I think have grown in a lot of ways. You know, been, been through a lot. We've played really good competition. I think we've played now three teams in the top five in the state. Um, and so it's, it's going to prepare our guys well for district. We've seen a lot of different styles of play, um, a lot of different teams. We've, we've had to make some adjustments. Different players have stepped up at different times. So I think all those all those games will help us get ready for district. And we won't test your memory by discussing every single game. <laughs> That's fine. That's <laughs> it's, totally it's fine. It's been played. We will discuss generalities, though. So the Dallas Mavs tournament, uh, the boys got to this core finals yep. in a massive field. There were so many teams in that thing. It was a really good tournament. Yeah, 32 teams, uh, a lot of really, really big-time teams. Uh, Plano East ended up winning the whole thing. 
Uh, again, their whole team is back from last year. And uh, we, we had a really good game with them uh, in the third round of the tournament. And uh, they ended up beating us and then going on to win the whole thing. But, but again, that was, I, was, I was really proud of how our guys competed in that game. And, and, and we got after them. And they, they ended up beating us, but we learned a lot from that game. Coach Wester's team undefeated yep. still through the season. He's a uh, loyal listener, and we'd have him on, but... Uh, it's not a Plano East podcast. That's, that's <laughs> correct. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so um, beat Tyler 66-48, beat Frisco Centennial, which was where the tournament was hosted, Yep. Uh, 66-43, then lost to Plano East, as mentioned, which was a rematch of last year's playoff game where we it was a little too close for comfort at SMU. At SMU, at Moody. Fun but game. Again, the atmosphere was amazing there. Uh, beat them in the Allen tournament last year as well. Yep. Um, and then lost to Mansfield Summit in that consolation bracket game. But good overall showing, I think, you know, again, playing those tough teams is, is always better for, for building that squad. Then Thanksgiving came along. Yep. Uh, at home, lost to Wiley, uh, 48-36. You know, Brendan and I both attended that game. Yep. And I think just you just couldn't buy a bucket. Yeah. Man. Yeah. We, we we just kind of had a stretch there where uh going back to the Mansfield Summit game too, um, who they're they were in the state tournament last year, five A. They'll be a top ten team in five A and win their district. So that was a good matchup for us. But yeah, we just uh, guys have been getting good looks. They're they're buying into what we're asking them to do. We're we're getting good shots. Just ball wasn't really dropping in some of those games. And the Wiley game was one of those two where um you know, I told our guys after the game, I think we shot 18 threes and, you know, 10 of them were, were great looks. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, they're getting the ball where it needs to be and, and they just weren't dropping. And, and sometimes that happens. I was encouraged in that game and some of our other games with our defense was still really good. You know, sometimes if shots aren't falling, it can affect how you how you play on the other end of the floor. And I would definitely say, like, in the Wiley game, our guys played their tails off on defense. We, we stayed in it. Uh, we just needed a, a bucket to fall. And uh, it was good down in Austin. We, we finally kind of got rolling shooting the ball. I think in the Georgetown game we had 15 threes. So, you know, that's the game. Sometimes you're hitting and sometimes you're not. And uh, – yeah, that was a tough one there before Thanksgiving. We uh, noticed as we spoke to each other during that game, that team played so hard that day. I, I don't they think did, I've yeah. ever seen a team play that hard in a losing effort ever in my life. They were scrapping for everything. Uh, Elias, one, Elias DeMint absolutely played the hardest basketball game I've ever seen a kid play. He was diving for everything. He went after everything. I think there was one play where all ten players on the floor hit, like hit the <laughs> there floor. Was. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Elias very vocal uh, is what I noticed. Talks a lot, which is great. All right, you want that from a from a floor Absolutely. leader uh, as well. But yeah, and I think even we thought. It, it maybe even got in their head a little bit because there were shots that were were like shoot it, yes, and, like, and they like just didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, again, we're we're still kind of a young team, still figuring some things out. But um, you know, even in that defeat, I, I was proud of the, how tough our our kids played in that game. And then Duncanville Hoop Fest, uh, victory over Denton Geyer, forty four to thirty eight. I mean, I think the the thing that I look at when I go down the scores forty eight thirty six, forty four thirty eight, forty six. That's good defense. Yeah. That yeah. is really good defense. No matter if you're shooting it or not, and the games you're winning are by a lot yeah. because you are making shots. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> right? absolutely. And, and you know, we, we always talk about we want to play fast, we want to play great defense, and we want to play unselfish. And, and I think our guys are doing those things. 
Um, and our defense has been really good. And yeah, Thanksgiving Hoop Fest, Denton Guyers are always a really good team, always a playoff team. They went down to Houston in the Pasadena tournament and beat some of the best teams from Houston. Uh, so to win that game at Thanksgiving Hoop Fest, that was a that was a big victory for our guys. Um, and, it, and it was another one of those just kind of grinded out tough games. And the more that our guys can be in these close games and figure out what it takes to win, the more it's going to help us uh, in district and in the playoffs. So, um, Denton Geyer, do you think Kyler could sneak onto the floor and no one would notice? Uh, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, he's like 5'8". He's fine. I, I will say this. As as I've watched this team a little bit so far this season, uh, Coach, your team reminds me of the Butler Bulldogs. Ah. They're like the grittiest team I've seen in a long time. Every ball, every single possession is up for grabs, and I can't speak highly enough about their effort. For yeah, sure. yeah, I appreciate you saying that and noticing that. And, and um, you know, our guys are working really, really hard. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of expectations on them coming off the year we had last year. Right. And everybody wants to um, replicate that. And, and, and uh, it's just a brand-new team. We have a lot of guys that really haven't been in the fire in, in big games, big situations. And they're, and they're learning. We're learning as we go. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you have to compliment and recognize um, – the effort and the hard work they're putting in, uh, not just in the games, but every day in practice too. So uh, coming back from the break, took a loss to Mesquite Horn at their place, 46-42. But this is what I want to talk about is this weekend. Um, sure. Down in Georgetown uh, at the Georgetown Tournament. Where'd you stay? You're back in your old Cedar Park stomping yeah. grounds, right? Where'd you stay? Where'd you practice? What What were some of the activities you guys did on the road? Yeah, so the, the Jack Frost tournament, I think it's the, it was the 44th year. It's a tournament that's been going on for a long time. It's, it's boys and girls um, together in that tournament. And uh, it was great to see some old colleagues and, and former rivals and, and, and friends in the Central Texas area. We stayed uh, kind of in the Round Rock area um, at uh, Embassy Suites down there. It was very nice. Um, we worked out at a at a, a gym called Ball Hard, which is there's a guy that trained a lot of kids down there that have a good relationship with us, and he got our guys in, and that that was really good for our team to to get a little game day walk through there, uh, and then we opened up with with Georgetown, the host team, and uh, you know we had been talking about the struggling shooting the basketball, and and we just busted out of that really well again. Fifteen, I think we were fifteen to twenty eight from three in that game. Uh, and that we, we needed that. It was it was really good. The kids were moving the ball. We had almost 19 assists that game, which is outstanding. So, so yeah, beat Georgetown 84-39 in the first round. Beat Leander in double overtime yep. on a very cool last-second shot. By you Murray wanted Lenoses. that one bad, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he listens, but shout-out to my buddy Clint Bradley at Leander. is a really, really good friend of mine. We were rivals when I was at Vista Ridge, and uh, it was very cool to play against him. His son is a really, really good player on their team. He's a junior. And, uh, yeah, again, our kids, that, that toughness kind of came through in that game. Double overtime. Uh, at the end of regulation and at the end of the first overtime, our guys did exactly what they were supposed to do. We had shots that would have won the game in both situations. We waited till the last shot and, and got what we wanted. Uh, and then there we are again in the in the second overtime. Some guys had fouled out. And, uh Braylon Moses stepped up big and, and, and hit a big buzzer beater there to win the game. And then lost to Lake Travis 70-46 to 46 in the final. But, you know, that's, that's got to be a really great experience for them to, like, take it all the way through a tournament, right? Because you've had a couple of early losses in the early tournaments that we played this season. Uh, how did they feel about the performance? 
Yeah, I think the guys were encouraged. Um, it's interesting. We're going to play Lake Travis again in the Allen tournament. First, oh, okay. first game of the Allen tournament. All right. They are top five in the state for sure. There's one ranking that has them top 25 in the country. Uh, they have a guard named Hudson Greer that's a junior who he's he's the real deal. I mean, he made a couple shots where you we played as good a defense as we can play, and he hit the shot, and uh, and you just got to tip your hat and say, hey, man, that's 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 a tough shot. And uh, but they're a good all around team. Um, and it was a great experience. It's going to be really good for us in kind of a preparation for district to play somebody twice like that, especially a top five team in the state. So that leads us to the last 11 games, player of the week. Uh, so let's hear who player our, of the weeks. our, our yeah, Lake, Lake Hoopland's player of the week is. Yeah, a lot of lot of basketball games there to choose from, but I, I do want to give the nod to our, our guy, junior guard, uh, Braylon Moses. I think the, the buzzer beater. Uh, over Leander in double overtime. In the Georgetown game, he hit five threes, uh, had a point in the third quarter where he just completely caught fire, uh, hit three or four in a row. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's a spark plug for us. He's super lightning quick, uh, good ball handler, good defender. Um, so we'll, we'll make him player of the week. Excellent. Congratulations to Braylon Moses, who is our Lake Hooplands player of the week. All right, let's get some bills paid here uh, with the our, our sponsors. Highlands Family Dentistry with Dr. Jordan Luna. They're in the Lake Ridge Village Shopping Center right there at the corner of Odelia and Walnut Hill. Call them at 214-491-5362 or go to highlandsdentaldallas.com. I know, Brendan, you had a recent experience with Dr. Luna. Thursday morning. Uh, Did you bring the x-rays? I did not bring the x-rays, but they were great. And I got to <laughs> give a shout out to You're my... giving your own teeth a great grade. Well, I got to give a shout out to my dental hygienist, Connor. Uh, she is younger than us by a good bit. That's she getting to is, be everybody. Yeah, I know. <laughs> she also uh, went to the Ryder Cup in Rome well, this way. past September. Okay. Oh. Yeah, because you know when you're getting your teeth cleaned, everybody's sharing their stories. And she told me that, and I'm like, I've never been to the Ryder Cup when it was like in Valhalla. Like, that's easy for me to do. She went to the one in Rome. That's not important on this podcast, however. She did an amazing job. Uh, if you go to Lake Highlands, Highlands Dental, Family Dentistry, that that's the one. <laughs> if you go there, they're going to treat you uh, better than I've ever been treated in any dentist. Honestly, uh, Jordan Luna is the best at communicating what your teeth problems are or what they are not. Not, which was me. <laughs> no cavities. I am cavity clear. Get there. They're the best. Yes. Highlands Family Dentistry again, 214-491-5362 or go to highlandsdentaldallas.com. Also, the Wildcat Cleaners, the Mask family. Uh, every time I'm in there, Jamie Mask is taking my clothes in, so she's amazing. Um, they do wash and fold. So it, if you just need some help around the house, they'll wash and fold your, your laundry, not just dry cleaning, but they also do dry cleaning. Uh, they've got professional uh, and timely dry cleaning. Uh, and then they do alterations as well, which I didn't know. Um, Did you get your pants pulled in since you've lost like 50 pounds? <laughs> I've lost 30 pounds. Thank you for noticing. Wow. 
Uh, but no, I have not had to get my pants pulled in because I had them that size when I was bigger also. <laughs> they were just tighter. Fat size of the closet. <laughs> uh, alteration services at uh, Wildcat Cleaners include replacing zippers, replacing tears, adjusting seam lines, uh, and, and buttons are tightened and replaced at no charge. You can get curbside service there, 972-850-9444. And uh, they, they have the pickup and delivery available. Again, if you don't even want to leave your house, you're just a shut-in like Brendan. Uh, and you can call that service at 214-755-0602. Sponsorships are available. Email me again, shwoodard at gmail.com. Breaking news. And we're going to get Kendall to the mic here, and, and Coach Joe will, will come back and maybe finish with you. Um, All right. Tra- oh, let's talk about Trey real quick. Trey committed to texas johnson he Trey did. johnson like five minutes after our last podcast he did yes we were kind of talking about it off the air <laughs> and hoping sure it was going to be in the happen. weekend and yeah. it was like the next five minutes yeah. yeah so very exciting for him and his family uh and and very exciting for the longhorns it's a big get uh you know trey is is having a really good year at link um it was cool i i got to go watch him at thanksgiving hoop fest when they played uh, san antonio brennan um, good to see his family there and good to see him playing back home. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was probably a really, really tough decision for him and his family between mm-hmm. Texas and Baylor. Both schools did a great job recruiting him. Um, you know, I think the family's relationship with coach Terry, um, you know, going back to, to his father's playing time at Baylor, uh, when, when coach Terry was an assistant there, I think that probably had a lot to do with it. I and, can't uh, believe he was an assistant coach at Baylor when Richard played. Yeah. He looks like he's 25. He does. He does. And he's doing a good job. And you can talk to Coach Yancey about it. Coach Yancey was able to stop by uh, UT while we were down in Georgetown and kind of be with the team a little bit. And, uh, yeah, they, they got a great one coming. And it's going to be really fun for all the Lake Highlands fans to, to watch Trey uh, next year for, for the University of Texas. And we know he's going to continue to get better as a, as a player and as a young man and, and be playing on the biggest stage. So that's very exciting. Well, he is excited. I'm excited. Brendan's excited. So excited. I can't wait and to see that. we will now transition to the former UT great, uh, Mr. Kendall Yancey, as we give his background and we switch chairs and headsets and all the things here. Uh, so Kendall played at Richardson Berkner High School, went to the Final Four in the state championship his senior year, 2013. So yes, another person that's younger than us, oddly. Uh, he played four years at the University of Texas, started with Rick Barnes uh, as his head coach, then transitioned to Shaka Smart when he came over from VCU. Uh, in his last season there, the Horns were... Little, little rough, little rough season there. Uh, 11, 20, 11 and twenty two, four and fourteen in conference under Shaka that that season. Um, so, Kendall, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course, our pleasure. Uh, well, let's just start with a, a little bit of how was your experience getting to the Final Four in high school basketball? Yeah, that was a uh, that was a uh, that was a fun year. Um, I, were able, I was able to do it with some good friends of mine, uh, Salma Ito. Uh, uh, Keenan Evans, Tori Everett, um, all those guys, man, we made a run, and it was pretty fun. Who bounced you? Who bounced me? Yeah. As no, in, from who, the uh, who knocked you out? Uh, Travis. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Travis, the twins, Harrison twins. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 
Kentucky? Yeah. Kentucky. Yeah. Kentucky. Very good. That's still hard to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to tell him apart, actually. Well, he gave me a look across the table like he was about to jump across and punch <laughs> him in the face. Uh, all right. So uh, how was the transition from Coach Barnes to Coach Smart? Um, that transition... So between uh, Barnes, both of them are great coaches. Uh, one was more um, system-based, which was Barnes, and the other one was more freelance, you know, kind of more skilled, get your bucket. Yeah. You know, so. uh, what do you like better? Uh, personally, uh, I think for fitting on my game, well, really at that time, I, I, I like Barnes, the system with, the, with, the, with Barnes, um, and I had to – learn how to find that game within myself again yeah with Shaka, so. yeah yeah i mean you committed to barnes that's what drew you to texas yeah. was rick barnes leading the program yeah. and then you come you know you stay on and there is a new guy with a new system mm-hmm. that you have to adjust to and that's very difficult mm-hmm. and i think that's a you know that's a great question for a player like that is because we don't we don't see that right we can yeah. only see like oh, well, we used to be this and now we're not. And, exactly. And we don't see all the work that goes into it because there's a whole lot of different systems going on, right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something that you've taken from each of their coaching styles uh, and what you're trying to pass on to the guys at Lake Highlands? Yeah. So with Barnes is more uh, learning how to play basketball, uh, playing together, uh, sharing the ball, things like that, because um, Barnes is really just, you know, just banging your head with certain things. You got to do this, do this, do this. And we repeatedly repeating those things over and over and over again. Um, but it was good stuff. And just learn how to play basketball um, with that. Uh, with Shaka, it's more of becoming the best version of yourself. You know what I mean? Making sure that you're the alpha dog, you're the tough guy, you're the one that's going out there and get it. You know, You know what I mean? So... That's why I learned from both of them on that. Shaka's really good on the quotes and the inspiration and uh, things of that. So let's talk about your freshman year. You get on campus. Um, Who was your host? Yeah. That's Who's a my great host? question. Yeah, like when you were recruited. Yeah. So uh, Chris Ogden was the one that recruited me. <laughs> yeah. He is the ultimate Texas yeah. uh, guy for the for the brand. Westlake or Lake Travis? Was he, he was an Austin guy, right? Well, he's still on staff there. Yeah. He, he is like the ultimate Texas guy. I don't even know where he went to high school. Oh, yeah. he's You will he see him at all of the Cotton Bowls. Yeah. Um, So he was your host? He was. He's the one that recruited me. Is he yeah. super fun? He is super fun. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like he seems like it. I've actually had a beer with him before. He's a good time. He's a good time. Um, okay, so... Freshman year, you played with Isaiah Taylor. Yeah. You actually played with Isaiah Taylor for a number of years. Is mm-hmm. he one of your favorite teammates? He is one of my favorite teammates. He's a good dude, funny. Uh, we always hung out, and, uh, you know, he, he was a great player, too. He was a great Exceptional player. player. Yeah. You guys made it your freshman year. You made it to the second round, got knocked off by Michigan. Mm-hmm. It was a great Michigan team, by the way. Mm-hmm. Rick, um, Barnes, Rick Barnes loves the second round. Yeah. That's, <laughs> he does. He did. <laughs> Nick Stauskas was a monster that game. Yes. Like, I, I mean, the way he was shooting the ball, like hands were in his face, and they were just he was just lighting it up. That was a good Michigan team. Very good Michigan team. God, Michigan's had some great teams. That was John Beeline was coaching that team at Michigan mm-hmm. at the yep. time. Yep. Um, kind of rumored to be a Texas coach there for a while. Yep. Um, 
And mm-hmm. so uh, sophomore year, you get a freak of nature that comes into the program named Miles Turner. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people know him from the NBA these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor's still there, but expectations are not met. This is kind of where your Texas experience, yeah. the rubber met the road and things got weird mm-hmm. because expectations were super high. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lose in the first round to Butler Bulldogs, <laughs> a.k.a. current Lake Highlands Wildcats. Lake Highlands Wildcats. <laughs> um, talk to us a little about your sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year was um, it was actually probably one of our most talented years. We had some talent. And, and I was just down in Austin because uh, Coach Duff, you know, allowed you know me to kind of, you know, take the time to go out and see some old faces and everything. And uh, I ran into uh, Jonathan Holmes. Yeah, super so talented. He's on staff right now. Okay. And uh, we were just talking. I was just like, man, that was a talented team. Did that team get to number one at, like, Christmas? No, was that, that, was, that was we that was – Dexter Pittman years, right? Okay. We were number six okay. yes. that year. Okay. We were number six, played against Kentucky. I think Kentucky was like number one at the time or number two. Um, and you guys uh, were exceptionally thought of to be like the hot team that year. Yeah. Like the up-and-coming mm-hmm. Texas team that year. Mm-hmm. So I, how did y'all deal with the first-round loss? Uh, that was tough. That was hard. And I actually had to apologize to Holmes. <laughs> like Jonathan Holmes, I'm like, man, I'm sorry at the end of your senior, senior year yeah. like that, you know, because uh, it was like, man, we were a talented team. We were so good. It was it was set up to be an absolutely special run. I mean, I remember it. I think you and I met at Milo's actually to watch that first round. I don't game. doubt it. And yeah. we just couldn't believe the fact that it was a loss with that team. Mm-hmm. Again, every inside out. Yeah. Incredibly loaded and deep too. Yeah. When you're talking Isaiah Taylor, Miles Turner, mm-hmm. Yancey. Yeah. I mean Jonathan Holmes, Jonathan Connor Holmes. Lambert, Prince Ebay, Demarcus Holland, Javon Felix. Like and even the guys who weren't playing like that, they was super good. Like Jordan Butler. Like man. So then you transitioned to Shaka in yeah. year three. Because yeah. that's what it led to. Like people were like how we need can a new Rick voice. Barnes? It, yes, yeah. we need a new voice in the locker yeah, room. Oh yeah, talk to me about that. Yeah. So yeah. that's a big thing that people say, right? Oh, they just the players need a new voice. Is yeah. that a thing? It just yeah. it's stale over time, and you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of do. It, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I wasn't a fan of it, but I mean, I guess on the business side, I guess of it, they have to get a new voice in there. Yeah. Um, but I was fine with keeping them there, you know, and. Uh, so. I love Rick Barnes. I'm a Rick Barnes a lover. Uh, when I was at Texas is when he started at Texas. Yeah, I was. Uh, I like Tom Penders, but I was like, they need a new voice. It's yeah. kind of like one of those <laughs> things. Like, yeah, but we're kind of running the same thing. Dominique Kirk, same experience at Texas A and M, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he has to go through a coaching transition too. Mm-hmm. So you guys probably have some pretty good stories together That's, on the bench. Yeah, right? we do. We talk about college days all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> But that transition isn't easy though. When those transitions from one coach to another, that that's tough because our coach's job, you know, is supposed to be able to, hey, you gotta do things this way. This is an extension of who I am as a coach. And then you got a whole nother system you gotta go through. That's 
That's not easy. Yeah. Right. And they have to learn you. you have to they learn have you. to learn you. Yeah. They have to say, hey, this is my team. Mm-hmm. This is the skill set here. This is how I want to run things as a coach. Yeah. And I expect you to do this because that's the expectation, that's expectation. on me. That is. Yeah. So you beat number three, North Carolina. Yeah. You beat number three, Oklahoma, that mm-hmm. junior season. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, you know, for, for the listeners and, and not to go down Kendall Yancey's road of MUT <laughs> basketball like we like to. But how did how, so big successes yeah. in really hard games mm-hmm. and tough losses. Right. So how do you communicate that to the players as you're you know kind of leading them through these sort of waves of up and downs? Yeah. Um, as a current coach now. Yeah, for sure. It's um, you just kind of. Let them know, man, it's a day-to-day process. And you let them know things aren't as bad as it really seems and things aren't as always good as it seems, right? So you just kind of take it day by day, make sure they stay consistent and in the moment by putting in the work every single day when it's game time, it's, you got to make sure you're in the moment, right, and continue to just be for your team, you know, so. I saw a quote today. It said, uh, bad players mm-hmm. don't care about anything. Mm. Good players care about practice. Really good players care about practicing games, and great players care about nutrition and weight room and games and practice and academics and all those things. Mm. I thought that was really I was that was a cool little uh, saying mm-hmm. I saw this, this morning. Mm-hmm. Let's get to though your very interesting basketball family. Mm-hmm. So give me the rundown of like the hoops that's going on in your family. I'm sure that Thanksgiving <laughs> is a very <laughs> it's a very good pickup game going on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you would think so, but that pickup game hasn't hasn't came to an existence yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it, people sh- are too scared. Not too scared. They probably know it's gonna get ugly. It's gonna get real. <laughs> it's gonna <laughs> be physical. It's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be physical. Uh, but uh, no, man, I got a very very talented family, and I'm super thankful for every single one of them. Um, and they're really really um good play- good people, and also good basketball players. Um, but it started with my brother. Um, I have some cousins and uncles who would claim that they started it, but and rem- <laughs> tell us who, the, who your brother is. My brother is Terrell Harris. Uh, he went to Lake Hollins as well, and then uh, transferred to South Garland, and then went to Oklahoma State, and uh, and that right there was an inspiration in itself. Being able to see somebody that you know, that's a family that you love on television, was huge. Um, so me, my mom, sister, family, we we're all watching games on tv uh we'll meet up at houses just to watch games on tv oh my brother um so that was that was amazing and growing up you always hear uh you know i was called little terrell i didn't even have a name it was little terrell (laughs) (laughs) everywhere it was little terrell and you know they would tell terrell hey terrell he's gonna be better than you he's gonna be better than you and uh, i believed it so i was like oh my brother can do this i'm gonna do this too so at some point, it was just, like I tell the boys all the time, you got to have supreme confidence. And that's what I had in high school, just because everybody was telling me I'm going to be better than my brother, who expectations and standards were super high. So I was just like, yeah, I'm definitely going to play on TV. And I'm definitely going to play somewhere big. And that's, as there's no question, no doubt about it. And you did all those things. And I did all those things. And I, that's so, right. And that made me believe, like, oh, okay, confidence is a big thing. You know what I mean? Because um, afterwards, I was like, oh, I need to still keep that confidence. So, and, and other things, like in adulthood, you know, things like that. I still yeah. need to keep that confidence because it's, 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 it comes true. And then so. you end up in the G League uh, yeah. with the Austin Spurs for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. The Indonesian League yeah. for a couple of years. What were mm-hmm. those experiences like? So, uh, well, G League, I played one season. 
okay. uh, in G League. But it was awesome to be in a G League simply because of, like, the culture of one of the best franchises out there with the Spurs was, was awesome. Um, so I got to sit back and learn. Didn't play much at all. But I got to be in those practices, being able to be in those facilities and just learn and hear what these coaches are saying, how these players are approaching the game of basketball. It was on a professional level. And I was like, that is what a professional is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. Did you have an inkling at that time when you were in the G League, like, I'm going to be a basketball coach? Did you kind of get that sense that that was where you were headed? Right. Once it, Once I was finished. I was like, I know I'm eventually go teach this game to somebody because this is too good not to tell somebody. Right. It's like the gospel. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like Jesus. Jesus with basketball. That's right. The good news of basketball. I love it. So I was like, man, this is too good not to tell somebody. And I think that's super important too for you know our kids and and the kids that are that are on the team now or the JV or the freshmen. Even if you're on the bench, mm-hmm. learn. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Pay attention. Work hard. Mm-hmm. Keep learning, and you'll you know keep gaining that confidence about being out there and, mm-hmm. and doing those things. So I think it's great for you to, to be on the bench and, and help those kids do that. Right, and don't forget, like, that year we won the championship too. So I got a <laughs> ring and everything. So I was learning and working and I ended up with a championship ring too. So that was that Did was cool. Pop ever, like, coach y'all ne- at all or practice? Or never anything? seen Pop. Really? But you know it was Pop language though. Yeah. Like, you knew it was Pop saying those words, but he was. I never seen him. Yeah. I did see Tim Duncan and Ginobili though. All right. So those guys are okay players. They're okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So you have now started uh, Kendall Yancey Academy or Yancey Academy. Mm-hmm. This is a basketball and phys- give me give me a little background on Yancey Academy. And you can visit this, by the way, uh, listener, yanceyacademy.com. Yeah. So Yancey Academy, man, is just like I was saying earlier about, you know, just being able to spread like this news of basketball like it was too good my experience I felt was really, really good and I felt like I needed to tell somebody. You know? Um it's completely skills though, no teams or anything like that, but you got personal training, you got the group training and we're trying to tap into something a little bit new with the virtual stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, tapping into virtual training a little bit. Um I felt like it would be a good idea to being able to impact people outside, you know, home. If you can't reach me at a certain gym or something, I can still reach you. Um, but just being able to just learn the game, you know, through my experiences and what I'm still learning, you know, I'm still learning the game of basketball through uh, Coach Duffield and, and Kirk and everything through their experiences and just being able to help impact kids. Very cool. So go to yanceyacademy.com to check that out. Now we will get to the full court press. You want me to go first on You this? go first. God. We kind of already love answered this, this question. But that's I know, right. but I still love it. Shaka or Rick Barnes? Mm, it depends on what you're. No, no, you no, no. This pick. is your answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tough. Yeah, this tough. is a podcast. We got to get okay. a real answer here. Uh, personally, man, I'm in. I'm. I super duper love Rick Barnes. Okay, I yeah. super duper love super Rick, duper Barnes love Rick Barnes too. <laughs> best, best international travel destination you've been to? Bali. Bali. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you play, you played there. That's right. That's well, so awesome. Yeah. Best experience in Bali. Like, what's 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 your what do you take away from Bali? What I take away from Bali, just what, what's there not there? to like about it? Just you want to live there now? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I started seeing people actually moving from when they where they live to actually in Bali. I was just like, man, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. How about your favorite hobby? Favorite hobby? Um, anything 
Well, fishing, anything that's regarding like calm waters, I'll, I'm there. Like kayaking and stuff, which is big in Austin. The fishing, like Dominic likes to fish too. I know. Do you guys fish together? We haven't done that. Oh, I didn't know that. I feel like we're oh, okay. we matchmakers. That's right. We're connected. Yeah. That's what we are. Because <laughs> Dominic loves to fish. Uh, and so does Coach, Coach Johnson. Coach Johnson, for sure. too? Oh. Oh. It's his new hobby. He's got a lot of time for it now. Yeah. <laughs> He's got time. <laughs> He's got time. Uh, okay. Apropos of to this morning, should Alabama or Florida State have gotten into the playoff? <laughs> Alabama or Florida State? Yeah. Those are the only two choices. Texas Florida, was in no matter what. That's right. Uh, I'm pretty sure they want to see that Alabama-Texas game again. That's what the, that's what so you're saying the media did it. The media did that one. Okay. Because Florida State's undefeated, right? Yeah, but yeah. what do you think? What do you think I'm going, should happen? Hey, I'm going we A. Hey, they thirteen and zero. I, I the Florida State should be in there. All right. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Interesting. But like if it. Alabama want wants some more, then hey, they can they can get some more. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no at, doubt. A, at a at a neutral site. At a neutral site. All right, you're young. Yeah. Thirty yet or no? Almost. Almost. Okay. God, this is awesome. Tick, TikTok mm. or Instagram or yeah. other? Mm. I'm going with Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Okay. Do you do like a lot of recipes on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I did get a few, but I am not. I'm not. Mm-mm. I will only scroll recipes on Instagram. Like that's I, where I get like all of my cooking. I love the the. Keep I it. love that too. Uh, yeah. Do you do TikTok at all? I do do. I I, I do TikTok. I, do. I don't. I've never downloaded it. I'm. Whenever the, the Chinese invade, I won't. Yeah, I don't, won't come after me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too much bad connotation over there for me. I just feel like Instagram is more social. Okay, There's a lot more to do. You can interact with people better. What are your thoughts on the Longhorn season as we get going this season? Mm-hmm. They've got a uh, pretty young team, mm-hmm. I would say, yeah. and uh, with a bright future. Mm-hmm. But what do you think? What do you think uh, is coming out of that with uh, Coach Terry this year? Yeah, we're looking pretty good. Um, I know uh, the coaches over there; they do a pretty good job of keeping everybody, you know, from Dallas, Houston, and Texas, keeping them home. Um, but so far, so good, man. We got some some guys who can get some some buckets and can score well, and a high flyer over there was pretty good as well. So I like me some Mister Mitchell quite a bit. <laughs> like the way he plays. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll keep this in the full court press. But um, when you were down there, mm-hmm. did you take the team or did you just go? No, I just I just went. Okay, we couldn't take the team. Okay, Com- ah, yeah. yeah, stupid NCAA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, that was the full court press with Kendall Yancey. All right, we will say goodbye to you and okay. thank you so much Absolutely. for being on the pod. Thank you for having me. Obviously, pump us up on Instagram as much as possible. Sure will. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> All right, thank you, Loved Coach. It. Thanks, Coach. Absolutely, man. And thank we will me. switch back and we will get Coach Duffield back in the hot seat to preview the next couple of weeks where district play is going to get rolling. Um, all these first three games are at home. So I love it. Uh, fans. Get out there, be loud. Uh, you know, we tried to teach some chants last year, but like no one listens to us, I guess. Well, people Kinda just don't like, like kids. people don't like to listen to what we have to say. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> or follow our instructions. Uh, but December fifth, as Coach Duffield mentioned, is a doubleheader with the girls' team. Uh, Irving MacArthur. Uh, the boys start at seven p.m. The girls will be playing Rockwell Heath. And what time does that game start? Six. 
uh, the girls will be at 6.30 and boys will be at 8. Oh, 6.30 and 8. Okay. Yep. And then Friday night, the showdown uh, that I always wait for uh, as an alum. But um, Friday night. An alum be, of Holland Park. Correct. I'm getting there. Okay. Can you let me do my thing? God. <laughs> Seems like you're going to mess this up. <laughs> Friday night, 7 p.m. Friday uh, at Lake Highlands uh, against Holland Park. Yes, yeah, that'll be a big one. Uh, get your tickets in advance. Uh, I think we'll have a great crowd. Uh, our girls' soccer team is also doing a fundraiser on Friday night. Uh, they've got, like a, I think, a hamburger meal uh, in the hub, and they're doing some stuff in the stadium. So you can get uh, dinner and support girls' soccer and then also come and uh, watch the game with Highland Park. Should be a really, really good game. What are we looking for in Highland Park? Good shooters, just consistent as usual. Uh, you know, they're a little different, I think, this year. They, they like us, have almost a completely new team. Uh, their big man, Jordan Stribling, is back. Um, the left-handed post, who's very good. He's very but good. outside of him, you know, they're pretty much all new faces, all new guys. Uh, what they do have this year, they have a lot of size. <clears throat> they have uh, three or four really good post players. I wouldn't say their guard plays is as strong as it was last year. Um but, you know, they always run their stuff really well. They can always shoot the ball really well. Um, they'll be disciplined and, and play good team basketball. So that'll be a great challenge for us. Um, you know, all three of those games last year were awesome games. Um, and, and I expect this year to be, be kind of the same thing. So uh, we hope our, our fans and our community come out and support us for that game uh, and, and all three of these home games before uh, Christmas. Yes, and that is uh, this Friday night. Uh, get there, 7 p.m., get your tickets now. Next Tuesday, Coach Yancey gets to have revenge uh, against Berkner at home again at 7 p.m. Uh, what's Berkner look like this year? Revenge, I love that. <laughs> yeah, they have a new coach. Um, so Coach Petty uh, stepped down last year, who had done a great job uh, there for many years. And so they have a new coach, so it'll kind of be a new system. Um you know, but uh, haven't really got into scouting them too much and going through the film. We're, we're kind of right now focused on Irvin Mack, and, and then we'll we'll just take it one at a time going to HP. But, um, you know, that should be a good one too. We'll close out the pre-Christmas slate on Friday, December 15th uh, at Jesuit, where we can all get crammed into that tiny gym again. I really like it in there. It's, it's, it's fine. I mean, the gym's cool. It's the That's seating that bugs me that I can't get my feet like. <laughs> no, no, your <laughs> knees, your knees are going directly into uh, Poteet's back. All that, that means is you just stand up the whole game and cheer. That, that's a great way to do it. Uh, it is tight uh, in the Jesuit gym, but it's a shooter's gym. Uh, I know our guys have have always played well there, and uh, you know can't wait for that one as well. They're they're um, maybe I would say the favorite, uh, in the district, just with everything that they have back, um, from last year, um, including, uh, new district, uh, 7, 6, 8, 2023 newcomer of the year, Caleb Steger, yep. who is a junior now. He holds offers from TCU, North Texas, Cal picked up a Virginia tech offer. Uh, he's going month. to TCU. He's he a really like a TCU player. He's yeah. a really good player and, and will be certainly a good challenge uh, for the Wildcats. But get out there at Jesuit December 15th at 7 p.m. I get to see my friend Chris Hill, who's the head coach there again. Super oh, tall. Always fun to see him. Uh, we will be back December 17th, right before Christmas break. We'll discuss all the cool Christmas tournaments that are going on for the varsity and the JV in the ninth grade. And you can go check that out. And I have then, a real quick question before we sign off. 
how are you liking the new free throw shooting Ooh, yeah, good deal? One. Because yeah. I, you know, my I'm two and zero as a head coach uh, <laughs> now this that year. Now that you're forty <laughs> games into the season, um, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Uh, it, it, I mean, it changes things. It, it, we discussed it before, but it, it definitely changes strategy. Um, I am proud of our guys and our team, and I think um, we've practiced some things with it. And, and there have been moments in games where we've said, you know, hey, we got a foul to give here. Um, there's been moments in games where we've, we've, you know, hey, that was our fourth foul. Let's let's kind of change up what we're doing defensively. Um, you know, it, it's a big deal when you – you know, pick up a fifth full, fifth foul on the backcourt, ninety feet from the basket. And now they're getting two shots, yeah. and um, you know I miss one and ones, uh, especially late in games. You know that's that's a big change too. When when every time there's a foul, it's two shots. Um, but yeah, it, it's different. Uh, the reset is different too. So when you start the second quarter, when yeah. you start the fourth quarter, um, no matter what was happening, whether you had a ton of fouls or you didn't have any fouls, it it it's all back to zeros. So um, you know. I haven't seen a ton of people really kind of going drastically with the strategy, you know, like, hey, start of fourth quarter, we're always going to do this now. We're just going to throw the kitchen sink at you and be super physical. Um, but I, I think everybody's learning. It's new for everybody. So um, I but, thought I'd hate it. I like it. I actually like it. I've now like a month into this. I'm like, I kind of I kind of like this thing a little bit. Did you get to five fouls in your third grade game? No, no. Okay. Did not, but it doesn't matter. It's I appreciate what's going on there that makes it a little bit different for every team. I kind of like the strategy that's impending. I don't like it. <laughs> I like one and one. I'm with Joe. Like, give me the pressure of the one and one. I love that. I, I think officials are adjusting to it, too. And I have mixed feelings. I love it when it's four fouls to three fouls at the end of the first quarter, and we haven't shot a ton of free throws. <laughs> when I don't love it is when somebody shoots 14 free throws and we've got, you know, both teams have five team fouls four minutes into the first quarter or the second quarter. Or Makes the fourth it slow. Quarter. You know, then that. But but I, I would say having now played, um, you know, 13 games, whatever it is, um, we haven't had too many like that where it's become just a free throw fest. Um, and so I think, I think it has maybe given a good flow to the game because, you know, if you go back to, okay, the way it used to be, you know, some teams would get seven fouls right there in the first quarter. And then the whole half you're shooting it's free dragging, throws. Yeah. And so with the new rules, I think it does give you a little bit more flow to the game and that, okay, now we reset in the second quarter. And even if there were, were a bunch of foul shots there early, it starts over. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I would say that's kind of the positive and negatives for me. Great question, Brendan. Thank you, Scott. I'm glad you showed up at the end of the podcast. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to get out of here. Uh, thank you again to uh, Highlands Family Dentistry and Wildcat Cleaners. Congratulations to our Player of the Week, Braylon Moses. And uh, subscribe. Rate, review, do all the things. It's on every podcast platform you could ever want it to be on. And we will talk to you next week. Go Cats. Thank you, guys.